Nigga, what time you on? Why you wanna know which route I'm on? You wanna get killed to rob, nigga? What type of clout you want? I was off the perks, so I fucked too long. Some free Santas, he been gone too long. My little nigga said they been broke too long. They breaking this shit like home alone. I woke up today in a label car. I ain't even trying hard. It's a little cheaper, you buy it hard. Brick of it soft, 35 large. Fuck in front of it, I'ma buy it all. Took off, I ain't say buy it all. The bag on the bus, I ain't hot at all. Day money said he bout to slide a car. My lean is dark than soy sauce. It's 60 for one of the boy involved. She ride Fendi, I'm proud of she spoiled dog. Since she been with the gang, she ignore her cause. Yo, 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 what's going on, sports family, man? And we back again with another episode of Micah and Friends. And today, you know it's the usual suspect, man. We got the La Familia in the building, man. We got Nate checking in from the West Coast, a.k.a. the Best Coast. Nate, what's up with it? And we all good, man. Lakers up 3-1 in this final, so L.A. about to go up Friday. That's that's all I know. Man, I got some smoke for you. I ain't even gonna hold you, man. We got my boy Kot checking in all the way from, uh, man, Maryland, man. What's going on with it, bro? You good out that way? Yeah, man, everything straight on this end, man. Just, you know what I'm saying, staying out the waist. Damn blessed, man. Man, oh God, man. We about to get it going, man. And you know this whole uh, podcast is being presented by National Sports Chats. So make sure you go over there, follow us, like, comment, subscribe on everything. And it's being powered by TOV Sports, TOV Digital Media. Make sure you go over there, check them out, YouTube, IG, all that. Shot them out. And, yeah, we about to get it going, man. I Off rip, I just need, because I need to talk to y'all about the finals, man. I need to just check y'all temperature. And see where y'all at, man. Well, I need to get y'all thoughts on this 3-1. Can Miami turn it around? Is it over with? Nate, I'm going to start it off with you. Uh, You know, I had uh, Lakers in six before the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if game one showed me anything, I kind of thought, you know, my prediction would go the, the way I thought. Uh, but now I'm have to say Lakers in five. I mean, you know, not to say that the Heat can't get it done because they fight really, really hard. And, you know, they got that one win off of, you know, probably one of the one of the greatest finals performers I've ever seen, most definitely. I mean, you got somebody dropping a 40-12 and 11 game. I mean, you know, those aren't going to be games that are just a cakewalk, even if, you know, they don't have any uh, – If even if they didn't have Bam or Goran Dragic. Uh, I think the series kind of gone the way I thought, though. I was saying uh, before this series how I thought Bam would kind of be neutralized just because AD size and versatility. And, you know, he has some good plays. He, he's Even when he, the first game before he got injured, he had some good plays. But mm-hmm. – Versatility-wise, he's just not ready to compete with Anthony Davis on this level, I don't think. Not to say he doesn't have the fight in him, too. But, I mean, I think we're seeing from AD and LeBron, like, those two dudes are, like, two different beasts. Like, their games are very polished. You feel me? And, like, when they're clicking on the defensive end, I don't see them getting beat. I thought the the one game that they did get beat, they took their foot off the gas. Uh, I mean, they were switching everything. They were allowing Jimmy Butler to get guarded by Dwight Howard, your KCPs, your – Rondos instead of as you saw last game LeBron and AD took that defensive charge for the entire game and you know you kind of neutralized him in the second half but uh mm-hmm. you know I I do think that the Lakers will close it out on Friday uh they weren't in Mamba jerseys Friday they haven't lost a nose yet not to say that those mean everything but uh I think they'll close it out um you know they smell blood in the water like yesterday you could tell that you know LeBron he had a shitty first half but you could tell he he knew it was blood in the water because that second half he came out there and closed it out like he should have you know like they should have won game what's it called what was that game three they should have won yeah. game three but it happens I mean the Lakers dropped one to AI in them what was that oh three not to say Jimmy Butler's AI but I mean AI didn't have 40 12 and 12 you feel me AI's not six six and can also guard or compete on the defensive end on the other end you know what I'm saying so I'm not saying Jimmy Butler's Anthony uh, Allen Iverson, 
but that was a very Allen Iverson-esque performance uh, in the finals. So, you know, I think the Lakers did their job, got right, got back to it game, game four. Their role players stepped up big, KCP. I feel like he's been the X factor of this series and, and a lot of the times in the playoffs. So um, I think everybody has their roles. And I, yeah, like I said, I think the Lakers will close it out. You know, don't want to give those guys too much confidence. I think they're coming home with that title on Friday. Facto, facto, facto. Nate, let me, I mean, Kyle, let me hear what you got, bro. Man, I want to start off this segment by just uh, giving Nate his props. Uh, last last segment we talked about, um, I was emphasizing how I think that uh, Miami's zone defense could could give uh, LA some problems, and they completely tore, tore it up. You know, AD was completely too comfortable. Um, he's too good of a player to just let him operate in the middle like that, and as we all know, getting to the middle of zones kills is a zone killer. You know what I mean? So I will say uh, Miami, Eric Spolster, game three, I think partly why they came out and got that W is because Eric Spolster made adjustments and started fronting AD and went straight man to man and started fronting AD and all the bigs, in all honesty, uh, making it harder to catch with the, uh, catch the ball in the post. You know what I mean? Bringing, uh, digging down, bringing double teams every time they touch the ball. Um, but I think this series just comes down to the Lakers have too many. They just they just outmatch the Heat. Um, they have too many. They have a lot of seasoned vets. Um, shit, Rondo. Uh, I know KCP. He been balling, but Rondo, yo, he's making all the difference. Last game he had two points, but he had seven and five. And hey, yo, he, he had his biggest two points mat uh, in the last minute. They mattered. And um, he was just making – he makes winning plays, whether it's steals on, on defensive rebounds, uh, uh, just, you know what I'm saying, finding the open guy. He, he's a, a wizard in the pick and roll. So, uh, And then on top of LeBron James and AD, we all know what they're capable of, two top five players in the world. Um, so, hey, I give the heat let, – let's be real. No one expecting them to be here. I mean, so we got to tip our hats off to them, man. They are – a super gritty team. I think they're going to be around for a long time. Uh, definitely a team in the future to be reckoned with with that young core. But uh, this year, man, it's, it's, it's the Lakers year. Uh, Kobe passing. They just got a lot of energy and a lot of reason and why to, to want this ring. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, aside from that, the entire – I'm really impressed by the role players uh, uh, of Los Angeles, man. They really stepping up. If Besides KCP and um, – and Rondo, I really like to play at Dwight Howard, even though he hasn't been getting as many minutes this this series, but he's still been effective. Caruso. Um, man, that made you Caruso. Oh, my God. He wasn't, as I ain't going to lie to you, like, I, I respect him as a hooper, all that, but it's just certain guys, if I'm in the NBA, it's not going to happen, bro. Hey, man, you, 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 you say that, you that off of parents. I'm more, but I'm just saying that he one of them guys that, hey, bro, go flood this shit. <laughs> you know, try. You look Real good. talk. <laughs> he yeah. one of those things. Hey, and I, I definitely feel that 100%. But, yeah. hey, man, he, 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 he held his own and proven he, he's worthy of, you know what I'm saying, being in the league, and he's definitely belongs, you know what I mean? So uh, I think uh, Rob Palenka did a great job putting that core together. Um, surrounding LeBron with necessary shooters and, uh, you know, other guys who can create well, and Rondo, but other guys who can get get, the, get their own shot and put the ball in the basket besides AD and, and LeBron. So, 
Um, hey, man, let's be real. Nobody expected the Heat to beat them. I, I mean, I've been riding with them all playoffs, so I, I, I picked them to win the championship, but deep down I knew it wasn't. It, it was a long shot. So uh, I would, I would, like, I'm, I'm going to go on the limb and say the Heat are going to extend this series to six, though. I'm gonna say that. So Lakers and six. Okay. That's my that's my take. My my original joint was Lakers and six or seven, but you know, like just we can't, you know, we can't always foresee injuries and stuff like that, man. With Dragic going down, Bam going down that one game, man, and but, but coming back being what he was, you know, I, I definitely and that's not an excuse for them losing at all, just because. I, me personally, I accept the Kawhi's ring. So if I accept Kawhi's ring, I got to accept this ring. If I, if I accept the 2015 Warriors ring, I got to accept this ring. You feel me? So it's like, you know, it's hard to really uh, see, just be able to, to uh, equate for for injuries. But, man, it, this is definitely a good finals, even though, like I said, it may be over in five. I, hopefully it goes to six. You feel me? So my pick is still my, uh, my take a stand, but I don't know, man. It, the way it's looking out, I, I just feel like, and I don't know why, but I feel like when they under, when they underman, when the Heat are like way underman, they perform better. Cause it's like Jimmy already know. Like, man, I don't got them. It's me and rookie. You know what I'm saying? It's me, rookie, and, and Duncan. You feel me? Like this, this all we got. And I feel like that show game three for real. Cause I mean, I, I didn't even expect them to win that game. No cap. So. It was, you know, it's just been good to watch. And like you said, Kyle, we all knew that the Heat, they they, they even know themselves. Like, all right, we're way ahead of schedule, but it's good we here, though. You know what I'm saying? It's good we here. So we could be able to, next year, we know, all right, if we could get here, we just need a, another piece or two. Uh, not, a, not two superstar pieces, probably one superstar piece and a good, like, a, another, like, good role player. Probably a, a good big, you know what I'm saying? A real good, like a real five, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that could come off the bench and really be a solid five. Because, like you said, Nate, with with Bam, it's just AD. You know what I'm saying? He's towering over him, bro. Bam is only six eight. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a grind height. That's what I, that's kind of was what I was getting at earlier when I was saying, uh, you know, this would be a difficult series for him because he hasn't ran into like the quality of big men that the Lakers have because LeBron is a big man in, in essence and in, in aura, you feel me in size, he's a big man. He's like the same size as Bam. You feel me? So like Bam's best asset to me is being able to grab rebounds, push the pace and assist, but it's not that easy when you're having a rebound against AD, you know, you're trying to put, put back shots up over AD and LeBron. Like they're not little guys as opposed to the Celtics. I mean, that was Daniel Tyson round ago. That was yeah. Robert Williams. I, I I will say I will say that Bam has he he didn't played his ass off regardless of, of oh, sure. like yesterday like he yeah like I mean but even so he had a couple plays where he made LeBron look little you know what I mean like LeBron uh you know what I'm saying on the offensive glass and like I said he's also what 20, 22, 23? so. Just yet, you know what I'm saying? And right, that's, right. that's kind of why I thought he'd be neutralized. Most of his baskets come close to the basket, and against the Lakers, you got to kind of expand your range. Like, you know, I didn't think he'd be a terrible player in the series, but I didn't think he'd be a 30 and 15 guy that we saw against the Celtics. Like, I, I kind of right, figured right. that that wouldn't happen just based off matchups, but you know, yeah. the Heat they got a bright, very bright future. 
if I'm them, though, I mean, you got to be careful on on trying to get too many other guys because at some point you're going to have to re-up Bam, and he's going to command a max contract. Yeah. If you want to re-up Tyler Hero, he's probably going to get a nice rookie-scale extension whenever that time comes, you feel me? Duncan Robinson, he's going to have to get re-signed. A premier shooter, that's not cheap nowadays in the NBA. You feel me? Yeah, then you got Kendrick. I'm talking about my, my bad Nate, but, but uh, nigga, J.J. Reddick still get off his ass and make about 17. 20 every year. Yeah, well, is that 20? Yeah. Like, they got to be careful in terms of spending too much this summer and not, you know, I, I know Pat Riley's a good GM, but you don't want to constrict yourself and just have deadlines because, you know, if you start giving all this money away, like, for the future and stuff, it's going to be difficult to keep all the young talent that they have. So if I'm them, I'm not prioritizing getting the superstar. I'm a, I'm going to prioritize building from within and then, you know, maybe get, like, a, a, another piece. Like you said, Victor Oladipo. I don't look at him as a superstar, but that could be a very complimentary piece. But if I'm them, you know, you got to be careful in terms of uh, speeding up the timeline with your young guys a little too fast. That's a, point. that's a good point. That's a good point for sure. Like I said, I, I think just one superstar and just a just a decent role player. You know what I'm saying? Just somebody that could be able to be able to create some shots for itself. You know what I'm saying? When when the two superstars are out, because quite honestly, bro, like. Every every team to really make it over that edge, you're gonna need two superstars. But like that's that's just how it's coming. And luckily now you don't need three or four just because the Warriors got out of here. But you at least gonna need two just to you know what I'm saying be able to make some noise. But one thing that is a positive about this shit though that I love because I feel like the NBA is starting to get a little bit more competitive. And I feel like we talked about this at the early, like on the earlier episodes, just basically getting back to the dynamic duos and the balances of the balance of power with, with it not being three superstars on one team. And it's just two more guys could go more places. You know what I'm saying? So now Jimmy is showing us, Hey man, nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm a superstar. Well, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I say Jimmy a superstar, but I, I, I think gotta Jimmy is a star. After the forty point trip dub in the finals against them, yeah, he showed it. He showed it. I got, yeah, I got to give him superstar. He's not, yeah. a, he's not a stat sheet superstar though. You feel me? Do you think? Do you think? Superstar. And just, just to ask, so do you think he top ten? I mean, See, it's right it's, now, tough. it's tough when you talk about top ten because then you start factoring in like physical, but like like positions, and then you start factoring in like. All around skill sets, and right if you talking about a straight skill set, he's not a top ten player. No, I'd have to say right now he is only because he went through multiple top like dudes that I might consider in the top ten in this run. So, uh, you know, he went through Giannis already. He done already gone through Jason Tatum, the Jalen Browns. They may not be top ten, but like closer to top twenty players. You feel me mm-hmm. on their way up? Uh, so right now, I'd have to give him top ten. He'd probably be in that latter half though. I, I, you know, I'd have to put together a list, but just yeah. based off what he does defensively and stuff, like mm-hmm. I might give him the nod, but the cost point, it's not really a guarantee. But I, I mean, shit, after what I saw from him in game three, the only thing Jimmy's missing is his confidence in a three ball. You feel me? Like yeah. he just has to be confident enough to put it up because last game, yo, it was up so many good shots. It was bad last game. I can't even lie. Like, yeah. After a while, he was getting to that turnaround pull up. Uh, in the mid post area, but they started adjusting to that. They started reading that and knowing that he was getting to that shot. And they were going under the screens like five feet away from dude. I'm like, yo, what did you turn into Giannis Hunter Kumpo? Like, yeah. you, 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 you more, dude? like, that was really killing them last game. Yeah. Um, 
But that's exactly why. And then I will say, like, along with this run, even though Jimmy is the heart and soul or, or the leader of that team, it hasn't just been Jimmy Butler. It's been games where, where he's been quiet and, and Tyler Hero stepped up or Duncan Robinson stepped Man, up. And it's like Bam Adebayo stepped up. And that's what I was making the point about that Heat team from the get-go. They are deep. They are they're deep. I would say they're one through ten. They 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 can uh, run two two uh all their bench lineup and they they can rotate. It doesn't really matter with them. They have a lot of guys who can put the ball in the basket and just the ultimate the, the like I said the, the team they have right now uh, epitomizes the culture of the Miami Heat. So yeah. I mean it's it's not just it's not just Jimmy Butler and also when you get that superstar title. It's like you're you're highlighted when you don't perform. Whereas when Jimmy Butler didn't perform and he didn't score as much, he didn't get that same criticism as a Kawhi Leonard, as a LeBron James, as a Greek freak. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's tough because I, I still wouldn't give him that. That's why I, I, I can't give him that top 10 now. That, that's why I kind of like put him on the outside. But I like, I would say this. This is what I'll say. Jimmy Butler has shown you don't need a perennial superstar to at least be in the finals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think the Detroit Pistons showed that in 04. Yeah, they showed that in 04. Yeah, like, bro, all these other teams out here. But I'm talking about as of recently because you know, like, how, how everything yeah. was going with, like, right. guys was just starting to just, man, fuck it. We don't even got no guys to really match up against them. So we just fuck around let them shoot. Fuck that, bro. If you got, if you got something in here, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could be in there. Because, that, like you said, Kai, bro, it's dogs. Like, them niggas right. still dogs. No matter if they would have got swept, them niggas dogs, bro. They had to be dogs right. to even get to that point. You know what I'm saying? So, they got right. heart. And they also just have so much versatility. Like, everybody on their team, to me, who gets minutes is a gamer. Like, not to right. say they're great players, but Kelly Olenek, like, he's a good he's a gamer. gamer. That's a great point. Him at the park, you feel me? Like he gonna set you some good screens. He might get some offensive rebounds. He may, he may tear a nigga shoulder out of socket. Exactly on some K love. But you right. know, like, they have a lot of guys who just know how to play the game of basketball. It may not show right. up on the stat sheet. Like even Duncan Robinson, he had that like over over game, right? You feel me? He was still like coming off screens, looking for the correct pass, looking for the correct right. play, not turning the ball over. You feel me? And I think like that's intangible. It may not win you finals. But it'll win you a lot of games. Like superstars, realistically, should win the finals. Like I say, uh, the Pistons. I say, really, the Mavericks. Besides Dirk, like those are probably the two teams in my recent memory. Shit, NBA history in general. Because you feel me? In the '90s, you had Mike and Scotty. You had Akeem. You had Ross. You know, you had some Kobe really Jack, good duos and Tim Duncan. Tommy exactly. Tim Duncan, Kobe, Shaq. You know, and then so at this point, you can compete with guys that play hard and are skilled, but. I don't know about winning a title. Uh, I think that's kind of what we see in this one. Because, you know, AD and LeBron are the only dudes that I'd even consider stars on that L.A. Lakers team. Everybody else is a pretty expendable player at this point in their career. So I think you do need at least one or two, or at least two. And I think Jimmy, you know, get him Victor Oladipo. Maybe get him somebody like a Kyle Lowry. You know, he's kind of gotten better to me. And, you know, a little bit more seasoned, more veteran. Get him somebody like that that knows how to play. You might as well get Bill. Yeah, you know, if you could get Bill, get Bill. I mean, if, yeah, you, if you're the Heat, you have to you have to make that trade. You know, uh, Jimmy and Bill, I, I don't think Bradley gets enough credit for his defensive capabilities because he's been on trash teams. I mean, dude is quick, he's strong, athletic. 
You feel me? Six six, nice, like solid built frame, like him in that heat culture would. Man, the East. Hey, Bill about six four, bro. But it's it's cool. We let him out. With, with the yeah. shoes, he like six six, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, let's go ahead and get into this next one, man. We got man, just the Kyrie Irving controversy. Uh, Kyle, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what's been going on with Kyrie. I did, I still ain't watched the whole podcast with him and Durant, but I know it was, I guess he was saying that they took his quote out of context and stuff like that, saying that they don't need a coach. So what's your thoughts just on just Kyrie and everything right now, bro? Man, I feel like Kyrie, he's one of those guys, I honestly think he's he he likes attention. Like he, I feel like he, he he's an intelligent, I respect his intelligence. I feel like he sometimes he says certain things just to because he knows people will overreact. Um, but in this situation, I kind of hear what he was saying. Um, in a sense, this is how I took it. I took it as, yo, we have when you have two players in, in the caliber of Kyrie Irving and KD, I think the head coach should be more of a, a big brother rather than a father. And I mean, it's like you can't tell Kyrie Irving like straight up don't do this don't do that it has to be an open conversation and it should be and i feel like that's how um product um i feel like that's how you have a productive culture productive system i feel like that's how basketball should work because ultimately these dudes are play at the highest level they are two of the best players in the game so you have to respect their iq as well so that's what i i feel like he meant by we don't necessarily have a head coach and steve nash is pretty young former player um, so I feel like his, I like like you said, I haven't heard the entire podcast either, so I, I couldn't really get the vibe of it. But from that quote, you know, the media loves to stir things up, just take what they want out of what you said and put it out there as that. So I can't see Kyrie Irving just straight up disrespecting Steve Nash and saying we don't have a head coach. Like, come on, dude. Like, he wants to win. I know he wants to win. So, and if he meant it in the way that they try to portray it, you don't want that's not a winning culture in that in that sense. So, I can't imagine he he meant it anything other than we. It's a, it should be an open conversation. Uh, no one is. I mean, you got to have you know what I'm saying hierarchy structure. But at the end of the day, it should be like I said, open conversation. Um, Everyone can take criticism. Hey, coaches aren't always right. You know what I mean? Like, the players are the one out there on the floor. Like, they should be able to tell their coach, yo, I understand you want to run this, but I'm seeing this out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and as far as his, uh, when we talking about the LeBron comment, as far as he, he's trusting Katie, he finally has somebody he can trust. That comment, too, we were going to touch on that. Yeah, go ahead. Man, with that one, it's, I felt like those shots thrown. To be uh, honest, I feel like he was he sure. was throwing shots because, come on, dude, you played with LeBron James. He's a top five player. He has it's it's in his resume of him making clutch plays. I mean, dude's a winner, even though his, his finals record might say otherwise. But he he's a winner. You know what I mean? He got there, and and he right. And I mean, never had a losing record. Like the list goes on and on. So I do feel as though maybe Kyrie. But then you did see, I will say to his point, in that 2016 championship, who what happened in that last possession? Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie took the shot. When LeBron had the ball in his hand. He said, hey, Kai, come in. You, you, you do it. That's the switch. That's, that's what their equivalent to what he nah, did. 
That, that is very, that's a great point. That's a great point, Nate. But, it, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying LeBron pass off of stuff. Yo, I, I don't know, man, because, but in that situation, I do feel as though you got two head honchos. So, either one should be able to, to take the shot. Like you said, Nate, that's a great point. They had the mismatch. They were definitely keying in on Steph that entire series. So, um, but ultimately, like, you got to put some respect on LeBron James' name. Like, he he is that. He has proven that. And, um, but, hey, I, I still would agree with him. Like, if I'm choosing between LeBron and KD, who I'm giving the ball up to, I'm giving it to KD every time. That's me. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm a still a big fan of Kyrie. I feel like he's a little misunderstood. Understood. Um, sometimes his choice of words is uh, a little off, you know what I mean? His PR can be worked on, but, hey, sometimes when, when you're that good, can't nobody tell you nothing. So, um, so I mean, hey. Let me see what you got on that, Nate, man. Look, Kyrie really just had a great point when he said his PR needs a lot of work, though. This dude, Kyrie, man, like, I don't hate Kyrie, but he's literally starting to turn himself into a media villain unwarranted. You feel me? Like, you know, his point about Steve Nash was very true. I think coaching should be a collaborative effort, especially with a new type coach. I mean, how is he going to learn how to coach if he's not getting any input on people that's been coached before? Like, like Kyle said, they out there running the plays, you know, what works, what doesn't work. So I do agree coaching should be a collaborative effort, but I also don't think you should just be saying that. You know, those are those are conversations that you should be having with your coach, your front office, your team. Like, okay, Steve Nash is our new coach. However, like this is going to be a collaborative effort between us all to, to groom him on how to be a professional head coach, the type of stuff we like to run, et cetera. But, you know, it shouldn't be like, I don't know, like why be so quick to run your mouth to the media about it, especially on Kevin Durant's podcast. Like, you know, like, I, I, I mean, are you just trying to draw plays or draw clicks? Like, I'm not exactly sure. Especially, but, but that's what I thought with the LeBron comment. I thought that was pretty well pointed. I mean, there's only been a, one other player in his career that he probably even trust to take the, the last shot. But it's just interesting to me because besides that finals moment, Kyrie has, in my eyes, I don't think he has that many big shots, like daggers or anything. Does he? Like, is he a huge clutch time shot maker? Like, do we have any other, like, like, I remember when Kyrie had that 50 ball against the Spurs. You feel me? That's a very memorable Kyrie performance to me. But, I mean, in the beginning of this season, we saw tight games where Kyrie was missing uh, was missing game winners a few times. I mean, I could point to that game. He did that little and one move, you know. He missed. But that's, that's me nitpicking. You're definitely not going to make all the final shots. But, I mean, for him to say that to me was just like, wow, like, have you really hit that many big shots, bro? You, I, I don't remember him hitting that many big shots that he's in a position to, to, say, to say something like that. You feel me? Like, oh, I really trust this guy. Like, Kyrie, should we all trust you? Like, you know, you, you did hit a huge shot. But how many times have you done that? Like, and how many times have you been on that stage without somebody named LeBron? You feel me? Before that, I don't think Kyrie even made the playoffs. So it's like, to him to point that, I mean, whether it was pointed or not, I think Kyrie's a smart enough guy to know how the media was going to take that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. If that's really how he feels, which is probably true, though. Like, if I'm going to take some, uh, trust somebody to take a three-pointer at the end of the game, of course I'm going to trust Kevin Durant. He's a great three-point shooter. You feel me? Like, that's a pretty obvious statement. But you don't have to say something to the point of, you know, this is the first time in my career, like, I felt like I could trust somebody like that. You could have just said, man. I, I'm so excited to get in some tight games with Kevin Durant. I love his shot-making ability. 
I love, you know, his handle. He, you know, he got it all. But, you know, to, to say something about never playing with somebody like that, I thought that was a little weird. But I also like LeBron's little comment about it. He was just saying him and AD aren't jealous of each other. And I kind of thought, you know, looking back at the whole Cleveland run, that was probably the reason Kyrie left, you know, uh, kind of in the shadow. But AD and LeBron, like, it seemed like they have a real accountability relationship. Like, you see LeBron mess up, AD will go talk to him about it, you feel me, instantly. Rondo will go say something about it to him instantly. But I kind of feel like Kyrie's been running around, you know, behind people's back and stuff. And that's something he needs to stay away from, away of with Kevin Durant. Like, if him and Kevin Durant have a few bad games, you definitely don't want Kyrie at the podium. You feel me? Because he might be something that might fester in a locker room for a long time. Yeah. Like if, him, if KD and Draymond got into an argument. I'm say, you know how KD that's what I'm saying. And if they <laughs> caused him to, to leave a dynasty team, like, I mean, you know, I, I think Kyrie just has to be very, very careful with his words in the media. Uh, dealing in Brooklyn, which is the New York market, one, so it's a harsh market, and two, playing with Kevin Durant, who we know is very susceptible to online comments in media. So, you know, like, he just sure. needs to be careful in what he says. Man, all good points. All good points, man. I just to uh, just to start it off, I'm gonna start with the LeBron thing, man. And like like you said, uh, Nate, you like you don't have to down somebody just to big up somebody. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to say, "Well, damn, I'm so glad I got I got KD now." Nigga can't had no nigga I ever hit a shot before. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to down nobody to big up somebody. You could just say, "Yeah, I'm just happy in a new situation I'm in, man. I can't wait to you know what I'm saying get it going." Not to say that you got to give a political correct answer, but you just don't you just have to just subliminally just diss somebody to, you know what I'm saying, big up somebody. But one thing I do want to say, uh, Kat, you brought up a good point with just uh, with the coaching thing, just about how um, when you have superstars like that, they should be more of like a big brother than like kind of like a father. And I feel like that's more true today than ever because it's not a lot of guys now – that'll let somebody just, you know what I'm saying, do them like how Pop was doing Tim Duncan. Like, I remember I was watching um, the the All the Smoke podcast where Steven Jackson was talking to KG, and he was like, man, I couldn't say shit to Pop because Pop calling, cussing uh, uh, Timmy, Tim Duncan out, man, fuck, do that, do that, nigga, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? How, how can I say something, nigga? That's Tim Duncan, you know what I'm saying? So... Guys don't have that same mentality like they did back then. And the only guys that could kind of like, you know what I'm saying, garner that respect are guys like Pop, uh, Phil Jackson, hell, rest in peace, John Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Just guys who got extensive long careers in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like guy like George Carl. Man, to even act like a father figure. You feel me? Yeah. You want to be Steve Nash. Steve Nash not that much older than Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So, like, him acting like a father figure wouldn't make sense. You know, you got dudes in their 60s, 70s that have seen a lot of life, you know, outside of basketball. Like, those are father figures. You feel me? Yeah. I'm not going – Tyron Lue is not a father figure to anybody. He's, he's fresh out the league. You feel me? So is yeah. Steve Nash relative. So, yeah. that is a great point, Kai. They, they really do have to be big brothers. And, like, you know, they yeah. can't really run it like martial law these days. And they showing that improve, and it's showing and proving that it works. Like when you look right. at somebody like Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr exactly. somebody that, all right, sometimes he'll even shut up the whole time out and let Iggy talk. You know what I'm saying? This right. like guys, guys are knowing their roles and coaches are knowing their roles because you know, like the players are only evolving and getting better and better. So players are seeing stuff that coaches are seeing. You know what I'm saying? Even better. 
So it's like, well, damn, I will, I will let this top superstar player um, display how he feels about, you know what I'm saying, what we need to do. But one thing I do want to say is, bro, I hate how people try to do Kyrie like he's just a scrub, bro. Like, every time he opens his mouth, it's just, well, shit, we can't listen to him. It's just invalid. Like, no, bro. Like, dude, LeBron wouldn't have got that chip without Kyrie, and Kyrie wouldn't have got that chip without Bron. I'm just keeping it the fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that shit yeah. wouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So, when, when, when niggas just try to down, bro, it's like, come on, bro. Like, dude. He not he ain't in a wrong forever. You know what I'm saying? Just talking about stuff because he he's a champion. At the end of the day, he's a champion, and he played like a get champion. some buckets. Fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so real talk, man. I just hate how guys like try to come at Kyrie, bro. Because it's like, man, even like no matter what, like he do say some airhead shit. Like I'm not saying everything he say is right. But give that man the respect he deserves, bro. Like, it's the guy, niggas just, man, he's scrubbed. Fuck Kyrie. Fuck, fuck Kyrie. It's like, nigga, no. Nigga, that nigga's a champion. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of niggas that can't say they champions, bro. And actually say they champions are really did some shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's well documented the shit he did. So, but Kyrie shoot himself in the foot sometimes by saying the dumb shit. But that just don't mean as a people. We just gotta be like, man, fuck that nigga. Like he ain't talking. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't that ain't cool, bro. And I, I can't stand for that. Like, and that's just for the people out there. Like, I, bro, just when he opened his mouth, bro, just don't totally just invalidate what he's saying. Even from the stuff, the simple stuff before starting a bubble, like simple stuff that on the grand scheme of things, if you actually took a step back, you're like, oh shit. Like I see how he really coming. Like if niggas really wanted to make a change, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I know it takes some time. We'll make our own shit. Fuck them. We don't need to give them no type of dollars. You feel me? And on the grand scheme of things, it's like, damn, like, that's some poetic shit, but it's not a lot of niggas who, like, think that. You know what I'm saying? That I, I would say radically. You know what I'm I saying? we touched on that when he was starting to talk about all this stuff and about the bubble. Like, we said Kyrie had a good message. It was just the wrong messenger. You know, um, like him just saying that the league, you know, they should start their own league right there. Bro, at that point, I'm uh, the only reason I'm saying he's the wrong messenger for a statement like that to start your own league is just because, like, you know, he just doesn't like you're saying right now. He just doesn't have the credibility for like when he talks, people listen and want to like actually understand. You know, whether that's from stuff that he said, you know, in the media, whether it's you know him talking about the earth being flat, you know, stuff like that makes people not want to listen to you in terms of actually like understanding where you're coming from and putting your ideas into action. You feel me? And that's why I say it was kind of the right message, you know, but maybe if that message comes from a a LeBron, you know, like you said, that people obviously respect their word, like an Iga dollar or something like that, you know, uh, writes books, you feel me, invested in the tech and stuff like that. You know, maybe those type of dudes uh, could say certain messages like that, but you know, that's why I don't don't think Kyrie is an idiot. Like you're saying right now, I think we should take, you know, he's a very talented player, uh, one of the top generations of our, uh, point guard of our generation. So, you know, we should definitely listen to his basketball acumen and stuff. But like you said, he shoots himself in the foot and makes people not want to listen to him on a deeper level than just a basketball player sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, all that being said, Kyrie has done a lot of good stuff. I mean, he's executively, executively producing like a movie about uh, injustices. You feel me? He's raised money. You know, he's he's paid fees for people that have been fired like Kyrie is definitely not a bad dude but uh he just needs to work on the stuff he says to the media like you know just yeah. keep some certain things off the media you know and just you know just 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 have some better PR like I said 
not and I'm cool with that. I'm good with all that. Like just definitely have better PR. But just as far as like I said, with guys like just being, because you know on Twitter you get to see anything, and this guy, well, fuck Kyrie, he never did. Like, bro, what? Like this nigga's a dog, bro. Like he's a dog, bro. Like he's real deal. He match up with some of the best niggas now in exposure. You know what I'm saying? But y'all got anything else on that? Nah, man. I think we covered it. Man, let's go ahead and roll over to because we. Last podcast, man, we was talking about it was speculation about D'Antoni going to Philly, uh, being Philly's head coach. But we we found out that Doc Rivers has secured that gig, man. I want to get y'all thoughts just on Doc uh, being in Philly. And I know one thing, just to give us further content, he was just saying that he's going to embrace the size, whatever the fuck that means. So, <laughs> so let, let me, man, let me get y'all thoughts on this, Nate. I'm gonna let you start, bro. Uh, you know, I want to shout out to uh, Philly for bringing him in quickly. I thought Doc would be off the market pretty quick, but within a week, I thought that was extremely quick. Damn near like two, three days. Uh, right, well, in a week. Yeah, I mean, like that shows a lot of, of faith in Doc. And, you know, regardless of what's happened with the Clippers, you know, still shows that people have belief in him. And I also respect him. Um, he said he's going to go by Glenn Rivers now because there's only one Doc in Philly. You feel me? Dr. Jack. So he's going to be going by Glenn Rivers. So I respect that him coming in the culture, you know, respecting everything. Um, I think it's actually really good hire for Doc because those guys are really young. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And like you can really you kind of have a fresh slate right now. Like all the stuff they learned with Brett Brown, you can kind of throw that out the window. It's not like they in their seventh and eighth years like they really vets. Like these two dudes are still really young players trying to figure out what it takes to win in the NBA. Um by him going big, I think he's saying that now because what you see with the Lakers, I think small ball, the, the concept of small ball, it has to be renamed, right? Because what people are really saying is they just want big players to be able to do the things that smaller players can do. But it's not about exactly. small ball. Like the Lakers, they can play small ball, but they're not small. LeBron, 6'8", Marquise is 6'9", AD, 7 feet, KCP, well, closer to 7 feet, KCP, like 6'6", six, six. Danny's like 6'6". Six, six. That's not really small ball. It's just more versatile, you know, um, and it's still positions, but, you know, you just want the guys that can be able to pass, swing the ball, et cetera. But you don't want to give up the size advantage, which is what the Rockets did. So they really would have fumbled the bag if they would have brought D'Antoni in. But, you know, if Doc Rivers can figure out a way to get Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the same accord, whether that's making Vince, uh, Joel Embiid a better roller, because he's a terrible. Like, if you if you watch his screens, he's really not a great pick and roll big. He's he's really a traditional back to the basket big. So. You got to work out with those pick and rolls to try to get the floor a little more space. But I want to see Doc Rivers turn that team into like one of the elite defensive teams in the league. That's where he should start. I mean, you got Ben Simmons, you got Matisse Thibel, you got uh, Joel Embiid, you got Josh Richardson, who's scrappy, you feel me? Um, if, and then you got Al Horford, who's always been a solid defender. I think they'll get rid of him, but, you know, we'll see. But I think that should be one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and I think that's the that's where Doc should start before anything. Ben Simmons has to shoot, and he better get on his ass for that. But if yeah. anything, if if anything, you got to make it defense your priority up in Philly, and I I think Doc can do that. Man, one thing I could say, you feel me? Is I've seen Doc with young guys. You know what I'm saying? Recently, I would say recently, we've seen it with young guys with him having uh Blake. You know, uh, DeAndre Jordan and Chris Paul wasn't young, but he was, you know what I'm saying, he was already seasoned and, you know what I'm saying, well into his career, but it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder 
and with the with the personnel they have there and those type of guys, I don't know, bro. Not saying that Doc could be bad for him. I know Doc could, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Doc could probably get him to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I just don't think they're getting over the edge. Like, Doc, I feel like a, he needs to be with, like, somebody that needs to, with a team that can get him over the edge. Like, I don't think Philly is capable of doing it. I'm sorry. I don't think Joel and Ben are just able to strap it on for a seven-game series when it really matters down to the Western, I mean, to the Eastern Conference Finals and be able to take them over the edge. You know what I'm saying? They was one shot away from being the eventual champions last year. And that's like their third year playing with each other. You feel me? And, you know, this year you didn't get Joel and Ben together. But, you know, to your point about the Clippers, right, it didn't work with the Clippers. But similar things that happened with the Clippers happened to Philly. Like injuries, Blake Griffin got injured one year in the playoffs. Chris Paul was always injured in the playoffs. You feel me? And DeAndre Jordan is just not that – he was never that guy. You feel me? Like he's a he's a good – He's a traditional big man, shot blocker, rebounder. That's it. You feel me? This is the best big besides KG, I'd say, that uh, that Doc has ever coached. And then you look at a 6'10 point guard, like, you know, Chris always wasn't a scorer for the Clippers. You know, he could score down the stretch, but Doc kind of really – he he really let him loose in terms of, like, the lob threat, you feel me, um, pick and roll. So I think those are the type of stuff you got to do with Ben. But, you know, I think you got a good baseline there. They, they were that if, – if Kawhi's shot doesn't go in, I mean, we could be talking – we could have been talking a whole year about a good that, thing out there. That's different teams and different makeup, though. You know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, this is a whole – you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying it's completely different, but it's a different – uh, definitely a different uh, lineup, of, you know. So, um, Kyle, let me get your thoughts on this, bro. Man, um, I want to salute the Philly. First of all, I think that was a great hire bringing Doc in. Um, Nate, you made a great point uh, as far as how Doc should first and foremost transform that team to uh, a great defensive team. It is no reason with their current uh, makeup that they should not be a top three defensive team in the league. Um, Doc has shown in the past that he is able to instill certain uh, capabilities and, and things like that. Say, what the fuck was that? Uh, <laughs> but nah, um, I think that, uh, like I said, I think that he should be able to transform that team into a great defensive team. Uh, they have the makeup to do so. They have the size, the length, uh, even the versatility um, to do so. And if you've seen in Doc's teams in the past, even with Boston, uh, the Clippers, both uh, Clippers teams regarding, you know, Live City era and last year. Um, he's always been a defensive-minded coach, uh, in my in my opinion. Um, and he's a, he's a seasoned vet. Like, he's a guy that's well-respected throughout the league. Um, definitely, a, uh, you know, just an all-around good reputation as a good coach. Somebody who I think that a guy like Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid need, you know what I mean? This, this is a guy who you can't really disrespect because he's also a champion. He's done it before. He's gotten the place where you haven't. So if you want to get there, you gotta, you better listen. Type of thing. Right. So he damn sure know what he's talking about. Um, I think that the the Philly they do need to make a couple adjustments structurally. Um, as far as the makeup, they need more shooters around Ben Simmons. Like I don't think that Ben Simmons has to become a knockdown three point shooter in order for them to succeed. Um. But they do. Uh, JJ Reddick came out the other day and made a, a a point saying that they really effed up when they let him go. And I I I agree. I agree, hundred percent. That actually 
kind of caught me off guard last year um, when they let him go. I'm like, yo, it was times where I do think Brett Brown a little overused him sometimes, um, but he was definitely a key asset. Uh, you know, you bring in a guy like him, he's a, a sniper on the outside with, uh, whereas a guy like Josh Richardson, he's like you said, Nate, he's more of a, a scrappy defender, more of a slasher than a shooter. He's an inconsistent shooter. He can knock it down, but not that knockdown shooter that you need when you have guys like um, Ben, especially a Ben Simmons at point. You need a knockdown shooter on the court at the same time with him. Everyone else in that lineup is, you know what I'm saying, pretty inconsistent shooters. They can knock it down, but you know what I'm saying, they, they're in need of that that sniper. Um, but Brian, He got a chance to, to right the ship this year because he made some really bad decisions last year, such as letting go J.J. Redick. Such as re-signing, you know, even if you do lose um, re-signing right. Tobias Harris for hundred like, that's come on, dude. then giving Al Horford a four-year deal worth a hundred million, you know, and and that was really just a test run. Like I would have gave him a one-year deal to see how it worked with him and MB, and then it turns out I don't know how good of a match they are because they they they're I feel like say if you have two skilled bigs like Al Horford and Joel and B, you need two different dynamics. So like if you're going to have a skill big and, and, and be, you need an athlete next to him, a guy who's going, right. A guy who's going to bore, a guy who's going, you know what I'm saying? Do the little things. Whereas Al Hofer really isn't that guy. He's a guy who he needs his touches. If he's going to give hit, bring, you know what I'm saying? As, as effective as he can be on the game, if he's going to produce to his maximum ability, he needs touches. He's always been that type of guy. Um, so, I do think that Philly, they do have a great – I think they have, I would say, top five young cores in the league. Um, like, Nate, to, to Nate's point, um, they were one shot away from being in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, within their third year together. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I think that they have, they have a lot of talent down there. It's just all about putting it together, and I think Doc could be uh, that guy to take it to that next step. If I'm Philly, you got to shed Al Horford's contract. Yeah, definitely. So, so you know, you're talking about more shooters. Say you send him somewhere like the Kings, a young franchise. They're clearly not in contention. You feel me? They're just trying to take some salary right now. Maybe get back a Buddy Hill. You feel me? Maybe get back a Bogdanovich from them or something like that. Right. You know? Maybe go out there and try to find somebody like a Duncan Robinson, you know. Because in all honesty, you can move Tobias Harris to the four. Tobias Harris is about 6'10". For he sure. Easily a stretch four. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? So I feel like right now they got a lot of it's just too congested down there. Too a lot of guys want to work in that mid post area. That that you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't give enough um variety within their offense right now. But definitely I think you move Al Horford, get a good piece for him, surround him with a couple more shooters. Um even hey, well, would, my bad cop, but whatever you do, bro, get Mike Scott out of town, bro. Like please. <laughs> Yeah, he don't even be hopping on the court. It's just the tats just make him a goofball. So it's like, <laughs> see him later. You know? <laughs> get dog ass out of here. Hey, look, he can knock down that three, though. Yeah, nah, he, he a bucket. I will give him that. He make it. He a bucket. Yeah, uh, he, look, he look like he's zooted up on something every game. Hey, nah, I, I don't deny that either. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing it up on something that you can't smoke. Right, well, you can't smoke. It look like un FDA approved. 
Yeah, <laughs> like he on that MIA, yo. You feel me? Every game. But uh, <laughs> any more thoughts on this, bro? Nah, man. Hey, shout out Philly, shout out Doc. Wasn't the best. My fault, Glenn. Yeah, right. Right. It'd be interesting to see what Doc do for sure. But, bro, let's another play. one. <laughs> but man, let's uh let's get to uh the Scotty. This next topic, man. Scotty Pippen is saying that the bubble is just pick up ball. I wanted to get y'all thoughts on this. Do you think this is just pick up ball, or do y'all think this is like real deal, Holyfield? And this is, you know what I'm saying, you validating the bubble. Nate, I'm going to start it off with you, man. What's your thoughts? Nigga, we have seen zones in the bubble. Are they running zones in pickup? I don't think so. They, we've seen boxing. I just seen niggas try to comprise together a zone. And, oh, hey, bro, you got to be Hell no. How that work? Hell no. Hell no. We've seen zones in the bubble. We've seen one, two, twos in the bubble. We've yeah. seen great offensive sets in the bubble. We've seen amazing out- offensive outputs in the bubble. We've seen low-scoring games, high-scoring games. You feel me? We've seen everything in terms of basketball. If you really like basketball, bubble basketball has been really good basketball, in my opinion. You feel me? Because everybody has kind of had a chance. But to to say that it's pickup basketball, I feel like it's kind of discrediting the actual difficulty of playing in the bubble for 100 days. You feel me? Like, you've been there for 100 days with the same team going against, you know, pretty similar guys, you feel me? At this point in the game, it's definitely not, not pickup. You could tell that from game two to game three. They went from zone to man, and then they, uh, like like we were talking about with uh, the 2016 finals when LeBron and them were hunting switches, that's what they're doing. Like, you know, you do that, you do all those things at the park, I guess, but I, I've thought this has been pretty high-level basketball, if you ask me. I mean, you, you've seen some 57 pieces from guys we probably never thought we'd see, you know. Like, nobody saw Jamal Murray stepping out getting that 50 ball early on. You know, you saw Dame getting 60. But at the same time, that's the type of stuff that happens in the playoffs. Dudes show up. And I can't necessarily say that that's only because of the bubble, because they probably, they've been good enough all year. But it's an 82-game season. That that playoff pressure, it adds a different gear to those who it adds a gear to. You feel me? You either got it or you don't. And, you know, uh, pickup basketball, man, I still play pickup basketball. I ain't never seen no pickup basketball look how look how it looked uh you know last night. So yeah, you know, I can't agree with that one on, with Scotty. For me, I think it was turned down a little bit earlier. You know what I'm saying? A little bit early on, and I give them that. You know what I'm saying? I I, I wouldn't say it was it wasn't like pickup ball, but it wasn't like it was competitive at the start. You know what I'm saying? Four month hiatus though. You got you got to remember that too. A four month hiatus mid season where they didn't have access to gyms. So they were, you know, they were rusty. Fact though, I give you that, but like, man, I don't know. I, I definitely think it was, think it was kind of soft a little early on, but then it got picked up because I mean, quite naturally, guys know, like, damn, we playing for something. You know what I'm saying? So, guys and started turning it on, and I feel like it's on now. You know what I'm saying for sure. It's been on since, um, I would say, since after the second round. So the what? So the conference finals on each side. I think it's been on all the way on. Uh, for sure, um, but I, I I can't roll with Scotty on this one, bro. I would I I just think Scotty I think it's something with Jordan. I mean, with uh, LeBron getting that fourth, with about to get that fourth ring, that's kind of making him say that a little bit. I think it's something inside of him, but that shouldn't have to do anything with that. Like 
LeBron already been solidified. No matter if he got three or four or five or ten rings, you know what I'm saying? He's still going to be one of the ones. But, man, Nate, let me – I mean, Kyle, let me get your thoughts on that. Man, um, I'm going to say to that point, the moment you go under the whistle, it's, it's no longer pick up. You know what I mean? Like, they're playing referees that, like you said, Nate said, they're running sets. Like, come on, dude. It's, it's, it's not pick up basketball. Is it a different dynamic than a regular uh, game? 100%. Um, we've been saying that from the get-go. Exactly. Uh, I do think that certain people are overperforming uh, because of the environment. Uh, you know, playing in front of 30,000, 40, 30, 40, 50,000 motherfuckers, that's, that, that definitely can, you know what I'm saying, bring either bring the best out you or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, in that aspect, it is kind of like pick up as far as nobody watching, things like that. But also, you still got to realize, like, these dudes still know that they're uh, being, I mean, you're, you're on camera. Like, millions of people are watching you regardless whether they're there or not. So that's still a factor in itself. So, I mean, I, I do, I agree with you. I think Scotty just feeling some type of way because of, you know what I'm saying, you know, a lot of old heads like the ping on back in my day. We ain't, we ain't had that. So, you know what I'm saying? I think it's that type of thing. Like, you know, definitely, I, I, I feel like it's, it's discrediting, you know what I'm saying, just to say it's like pickup. Because, come on, dude, you got officials. It's like pickup, man. No no blood, no foul. Straight up. Like, that's pickup ball to me. You know what I mean? And But, nah, man, I, I can't agree with it. And it's like, nigga, if you if you was playing in the bubble, you feel me, with no Jordan and no nothing, nigga, you wouldn't have did nothing anymore. You did nothing, dude. You was not It's Robert Covington nowadays. Man, <laughs> damn. <laughs> no, like, pimping like, <laughs> you know, hard, but it's like, dude, like, you wouldn't have done anything in this bubble, bro. Like, you, he probably would have had a 40-point night probably, like, early on. But other than that, like, when it really got down to the real deal, Scotty, you know you probably wouldn't even been here if you was playing with Houston. Who was he playing with? Houston? And did he play with Portland, too, or was it just Houston? I think it was just Houston. I think it was – no, he played with Portland for a little stint. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have did anything without – even without – Let's say he was on the Bulls when Jordan had left that. You know what I'm saying? When he had went away that season, he wouldn't have did anything. But I'm sorry, right. it was yeah. yeah. Nah. But no, nah, I don't matter. Let's uh get to this next one, bro. I need to know who you think the MVP of the finals is, bro. Who who you got as the MVP right now? Man, if I'm a, if I'm gonna give it to somebody, I might gotta go AD. AD. I might gotta go AD yeah. only because of his all-around um, effect on the game. game. He did slack off game three. He didn't he underperformed, but he also only took nine shots that game. Um, so you can kind of put that on the offense and the self not giving him the rock. Um, but when he's touched it, man, he's made he's made plays 100%. Um, I feel like his, his effect on the defensive end has been even greater than what he's done on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? He's affecting shots. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's everywhere. He's been crazy on the pick and roll. Like, he's just making the Heat's life hell. You know what I mean? Just his presence in itself. So, I'm about, I'm about to go AD right now. Just, Man. Me. 
I want to go AD, and I think I'm going to end up going AD like after the series is said and done because I feel like he won't have another game like game three. But just as of right now, bro, I got to go LeBron, man. LeBron, he's been showing up every game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been there every game. No matter what, he's still out there. Even game three, AD didn't put on. He was putting on. And part of him, AD, part of AD only having nine shots, you can like it is on the offense for not giving him the ball. But it may be on him, too, for not demanding it. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you – Today, like, we talked about this before, like, how KD said, like, come on, bro, I'm KD. Right. Like, AD got to really get that about – and that's the only thing. That's, like, my only drawback from AD because I feel you gotta like – You got to tell him to be aggressive sometimes. Yeah, like, I, I, I you like, ain't never got to tell him. Yeah, like, AD, I feel like he could have already been great, bro, if he just had – if he had what Tyler Hero had on the inside of him, bro. He could have already been great. Like, probably yeah. would have got him a ring or something. Like, probably, well, I ain't going to say that because. I'm about to say. But you feel me being in more better predicaments, you feel me, yeah. for sure. If he just got with Tyler Hero got in his heart, bro. And that's the only, that's my only knock with AD. Like, bro, you got to mm-hmm. tell him to jump start it sometime when it's like, nigga, you. I ain't rocking with 6'11. Like, nigga, you seven, you a footer, nigga, who got right. a three. Who got a turnaround? Who rebound? He got everything in his bag. You don't need to, you don't need nobody to tell you to turn it on, bro. You that guy. But just right. for currently, right now, game what we at game? We about to go game, to game, game five. five. Yeah. Game five Friday. Game, they missed two game games. Okay. okay, so game five Friday. Man, I got it. I'm going with with LeBron for MVP right now, but. I think AD gonna end up pulling it out because I know he, he's he's due for a, a forty point night, a thirty or forty point night for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, you got anything else on on the MVP talk? Nah, man. I'm got my game my prediction. I'm sticking with it. Facto, facto, facto. And this last topic, bro. Should the NBA do a bubble again for next season, bro? Because it's been a lot coming out lately. That uh, even like I don't know if you've been paying attention to what the NFL has been going through. It's a lot of teams now having guys test positive from COVID, and the I think uh, Adam Silver had came out before and was like, "It's not far off that we may look into doing a bubble again next year." So I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think they should do it next year, or do you think they should uh, open the arenas back up and you know what I'm saying get it going like that? Man, it, it's so tough because. It, it makes it that much like when you do a bubble format, it, it automatically cuts down the revenue from ticket sales. If you okay. know what I mean? Like a part of what makes the league so exciting is the fact that they're traveling from city to city, night to night. Um, so, and I feel like that's a huge aspect of the game, like, because that even, and that's why you hear a lot of uh, another one saying that, uh, it's easier to play in the bubble because the travel is less, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're more stationary. They don't have to do go through all that. So, I mean, I feel like travel in the league is a part of the game. Um, but I, f- I feel like it all comes down to where we are, at, you know what I'm saying, as a society with COVID. Um, is there a vaccine out? A case is still rising. Um, because I'm pretty sure if, 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 if Adam Silver can get the AOK to have it back to normal and, and they getting those that, that ticket money again, a hundred percent they're gonna it's gonna be, you know what I'm saying, we no. back 
back to traveling. You know what I mean? But I feel like it really all comes down to what's the best, what's the safest thing for the players? Because like you said, we're seeing in the NFL, MLB, guys are testing positive. Um, and a lot of, but and then a lot of it comes down to when you're not in a bubble format, um, it's really relying on these players to do what they have to do while they're not, you know what I'm saying, with the team, with the organization, because you're seeing all these other people, like you get more freedom when you're not in the bubble. In the bubble, they can't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? They're getting snitched on every time they leave. It's cameras watching. You know what I'm saying? You can, when you get, right, when you get that freedom. Hotline. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So when you get that freedom, you really got to trust in the players, you know what I'm saying, to, to do what they're supposed to do. And I don't know, man. If I had to call it, I think that we're not going to be there just yet. I think next year we might see, I'm going to say half the season, at least, um, a bubble format. I don't know how Adam Silver's going to do it. He's, a, I think he's the best commissioner in sports. Man. So I know, I know for sure they're going to come up with something uh that, that's gonna work you know what i'm saying but um like i said man i think it all comes down to where we are with covid as a society whether whether or not it's gonna be a bubble format or not yeah how i see it i feel like they don't have to do the bubble as of right now you know what i'm saying for next season i would kind of wait it out kind of like how the mlb and the nfl is doing but just making sure they're monitoring like the the capacity of the other fans in attendance or even no fans at all. You know what I'm saying? Like just doing tailgate stuff like outside. Cause even where I had went down to um this called the battery. It's where the where the Atlanta Braves play play at their stadium up in Atlanta. So I had went over there. It's a lot of food. You know, they just got it hooked yeah. up a lot of food spots and everything. So I go down there, bro, it's Five, ten thousand people out there, not in the game, but just out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because, right. I, I mean, even though we can't go in and watch it physically, shit, we buy it, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. Right. Like, uh, they they could be able to do something like that, but they just have to be definitely make sure they're monitoring everything from mm. a arena and make sure the protocols are well in place, you know what I'm saying? Just so they could kind of like start easing back to allow them players, I mean, the fans and stuff to get back in the arenas. Because like you said, bro, they missing that money. And if right. people think they ain't missing that money, prime example. I don't know how many, we probably, I'm going to have it estimated for uh, for next episode, but uh, LA and Miami final, nigga? No, like, no, I really, really understand, you know That's what I'm saying? That's a like, bro, I don't think guys, like, really understanding the severity. Like, you got all the hotels in L.A., all the food spots in L.A., all the clothes spots in L.A., the Lakers arena, nigga, the merch, all that. Then on Miami, too, you know what I'm saying? All the food spots. Are like, bro, that's a dub. That's a dub right. all the way around. Right. If Adam Silver probably been praying for, like, a nigga, L.A., New York, or L.A., you feel me, Miami, <laughs> for a long right. time. It's because, like, bro, it's the best. Like, it ain't no beating that. We and two, two of the warmest spots. You know what I'm saying? Of the other country, and two of the on polar opposites other country. You feel me? Pacific time zone, Eastern time, three hours. You know what I'm saying? So, if you think they ain't missing that money, you highly sleeping on that. You know what I'm saying? To the people out there, y'all highly sleeping if you think they ain't missing that money. 
So I, I think they would definitely start. I think it was just that they wanted to get the season off and it was a playoff. So they knew it was a limited amount of teams that they already had to include anyway. That right. made do the bubble. But I feel like next season it's going to be on, bro. Like, That's a great point. That's a great point because, you know what I'm saying, it was 22 teams originally. They yeah. knew after eight games, a couple was going to get knocked off. It was only going to be 16. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Next year it's going to be the full 30. And you got 82 games. Like, how are you going to do 82 Man, games? Like, you know what I'm saying? Along that, like, dude is complaining about staying in the bubble for 100 days. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do 80, like, 82 games? Like, that's in a bubble in a, conf- in a confined environment. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely tough, but uh, I definitely think it's going to come down to, like I said, where, where we are as a society with COVID. Hopefully, we get a, a vaccine out. Um, pray, praying that numbers don't start. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't start rising again. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we can just evolve as a people. And, you know what I'm saying? Treat this junk like any other uh, illness or sickness that, that, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's possible. I mean, let's be real. There's a million ways to die out here. So, right. um, so I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, it's tough. But I got faith in in uh, Adam Silver. He gonna he gonna get it done. Yeah, I, I, like I said, bro. I think they gonna end up having to do something just because it's like, man, it ain't no. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no option. Man, I feel like they ain't gonna miss that money two years in a row, bro. You got anything else on this? Nah, man. That's just about it. Man, I want to preach. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Checking in on us, man. Make sure you keep on. Uh, hollering at us, bro. Make sure you go over there, follow us on IG, all that, man. And make sure you go over there, follow National Sports Chat, TOV Sports, TOV Digital Media, man. And uh, make sure you go, like, bro, you can check out all the content on all platforms, man. So we on YouTube, IG, all that. Like, so make sure you go over there, check us all out. Um, and we we come back here. We back here again every week, man, and we showing and proving. We gonna continue to be here. And don't think just because the season about to end, we slowing down, bro. We about to pick it up. That's what that oh, yeah. about to go even harder. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on all platforms, man. We we coming through uh, National Sports Chat, TOV, TOV uh, Media, Digital Media on all platforms, bro. Make sure you go there, follow Kyle, follow me, follow Nate. Uh, post game, Can't get advanced, Benty August, whipping lambs. I'm up top like the ceiling fan. Bitch. I stayed down and made it happen. Now I'm staying rich. rich. Youngest nigga in my hood. Who you playing with? Ball shit. Wrist a hundred band shit. If it's me or him, the bitch know who she stand with. Hustler. Give a shit, hope she can handle it. 
take advantage. In the state, we had a thousand hoes in Kansas. So much money, your own family can't stand it. And my son gonna be a king, can't help it. He was born in this shit. He got VVS's, baby forms in this shit. Gucci finished shoes, he ain't worn in this shit. Yeah, it's daddy rich. Big old yellow diamonds look like corn in my shit. Bank accounts rich. Need more M's in this bitch. Ballin' need a mansion with a rim in that bitch. Fuck some Louboutins, my bro or Tim's in this bitch. Making movies, we'll shoot a film in this bitch. Hoes choosing, man, they pullin' limbs in this bitch. Dicky fit, kit, soldier slim in this bitch. My bros get with what I'm with, like my twin in this bitch. Got some niggas who fresh out the pen in this bitch. I got some niggas throwing up the fin in this bitch. I know some niggas rapping BDN in this bitch. I hear some niggas yelling GDN in this bitch. I'm with some niggas that ain't supposed to be up in this bitch. Fine bitches getting in for free up in this bitch. Got broke niggas fucking up, they re up in this bitch. Niggas see the ops, they playing D up in this bitch. But ain't nobody got no smoke with me up in this bitch. Hey.